Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Phil and I back again here on Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts to talk about the incomplete financial plan this go around. And as always, we appreciate your time. If you need some help, check him out online at philstaxhacks.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and all that good jazz. What's going on, buddy? How are you this week? I'm doing good. Doing good. Yeah. Getting one day closer to spring. So That's right. <laughs> uh, it, the, the pollen was out today. So this morning I came oh, no. and I saw a little, a little uh, where I'm at, we get a lot of it. Uh, a lot of pollen. Okay. Pollen time, time to break out the allergy meds. And Yeah. It's, it's getting ready to start. It's like the Hulk sneezed all over everything. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's impressive. Um, so, so let's talk about our financial strategy, Phil, and, and, you know, complete plan, Versus like incomplete. I think a lot of people feel like they've got, I've got stuff. I've got a plan, right? Right, right. You I've know? done a napkin sketch. I've you yeah, know, looked, I, at yeah. the, looked at yeah. the general rules of retirement. That, you know, I've watched a few videos on YouTube. I'm good. Yeah, that's right. I think I got this. I got this figured out. So. Right. But are you really confident in it? So let's go through yeah. a few things and, you know, kind of talk about some, some bigger aspects uh, on this episode. We'll point out some common areas mm -hmm. people that might, they might overlook or not think about. So number one, uh, the danger of a downturn in the early years mm -hmm. of your retirement versus the latter years. This is what sequence of uh, returns, right? Yeah, sequence of returns. And, and I mean, it's kind of the later stage of a plan. You've got to figure out all the, the math and the numbers behind it, your strategies. But then once you have that figured out, now you got to make that plan work, that implementation step of now that I've got a strategy, a plan I'm trying to do, right? I know what I'm going to need to pull from retirement accounts over time. Now, how do I do that? You know, have a strategy right. set up to avoid the the sequence of returns these downturns in a market from affecting so, so what scenario. makes it so. what makes it more damaging in the early days of retirement well it, it's because it's time right so you don't have the time to recover the challenge with sequence of returns risk is that when we have downturns you know if we need you know simple math let's say you're, you've got a hundred thousand dollars it's averaging a six percent return hmm. so Mathematically, you would think, well, I should be able to pull out my six thousand a year every year, and it would work. Right. And if you get the wrong sequence early on, so you have losses, you're having to pull more shares out. You're selling more shares because they're worth less money to get the six thousand. Right. If that happens early on, now you have less shares as the markets recover. Yep. So you're not going to catch up ever. You know. Yeah. So I mean, if if that happens early, it's it's devastating to a plan it, unless you have a strategy to help hedge against it. Okay. Yeah. You know, that, that's different. why we use that bucket strategy where we've got a soon bucket that we're spending from. That's a totally different investment strategy and philosophy than our later bucket because of sequence of returns. That's the primary reason for it is we yeah. know how downturns, you know, this volatility in a market affects distributions. Yep. So you have to have a strategy around where am I taking my distributions from? That should be a different investment strategy than the later bucket, which is more long-term growth or whatever your strategy is. There's a lot right, of ways yeah. around it, but. But because if you're DIY in this, there's a good chance you're not really taking that into account because it's just not right. something that we're used to. We're, we don't deal with on the regular. So we're just not thinking. Well, right. I mean, you're saving for retirement. It doesn't really yeah. matter. Markets go up and down. As long as you don't touch the money, you're going to get effectively that average return over time. Right, because you didn't sell the shares. You know, yeah. you still have the same amount of shares. They won't. But in retirement, you're you're now pulling money. Yeah, yeah, it's a totally different, totally different map. You know, yeah. you've got to understand how that can affect your scenario and make sure you're hedging against it, yep. so that you don't have to worry about it. 
I mean, it's just one I, of those things you don't want to get into a scenario like this year or last yeah, year thinking, last year, yeah, or this okay, year, I'm, I'm retiring and this, well, this isn't good, you know, now what do yeah. I do? And, yeah. you know, maybe have to completely restructure retirement or delay it or whatever the case is. So no, absolutely. Uh, so that's a big one. That's number one. And that's certainly yep. a big one that could make you have an incomplete financial plan. Number two is the effects of inflation over time. Yep. We're, we're very aware of it now. We, yeah, we I mean, we, we uh, yeah. became very aware of it again last year. I mean, inflation has been one of those things that I think we, we all got really comfortable with for yeah, years. We go, to, we go to sleep on it. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, it's been in this decline for years since the eighties, you know, and, and, We've got very comfortable with a, a sub two percent inflation. Oh, this is great! That is not, no problem. You know, I build that yeah. in. Social Security kind of keeps up with that almost. So we we should be good. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we get into some real inflation again, and it moves in cycles. You know, it's not going to be here permanently at this level. I mean, this is what markets and hopefully do, it'll be four, forty years before we see it again. That, that's and right. I won't have to worry about it. <laughs> we'll I'll go through this bump in the road. But right. I mean, the challenge with inflation though is just like. Uh, sequence of returns risk, you've got to plan for it. Yeah. You know, having that earlier in retirement can be a little bit more detrimental to a plan because you start out with a, a big increase in the cost, mm -hmm. you know, and then your normal inflation happens on that. So just understand what that looks like in your scenario and plan for it. Um, okay. Yeah. Don't, don't not have inflation in your retirement plans. I've had several clients that they run the math, but they don't have inflation in there. They don't have taxes yeah. in there. You know, it's no, you've got to, and, all these pieces are moving pieces. You've got to understand how it affects your scenario. Yeah. And Phil, the easiest one to do is, is something like many people may have seen this. If, if it's costing you $5,000 at retirement yep. for all the things you spend money on uh, at 65, then 15 years later, it's double. Yep. Right. And that's normal yep. inflation. Yeah, it's just yeah, exactly, kind of yeah. normal inflation. So. so, if you know, if you don't have a, if your strategy doesn't call for you to be now pulling ten grand a month, uh, twenty right. years into retirement, you're going to be hurting, right? So, yeah, and then I mean, with inflation, how do you combat that? You know, you got to have different types of income that help keep up with it. Social Security does have cost of living that helps. Yep. The challenge with pensions, I mean, it's nice; it's a fixed income, but it's a fixed income. So mm -hmm. as inflation happens it buys less and less and less every year. So. You still got to have some stuff in the market, which, you know, goes back to that number one, that sequence yep. of return. So again, you know, it's a big puzzle what you guys do, right? It's, it's well, a, and it's, it's not a set it and forget it. It's a, oh, it's yeah. a puzzle. You set it up the day one and then you manage and monitor it every year. Where are we at? How does this, what are, you know, what kind of a cycle are we in? Do we need to make yeah. changes? I mean, it's, yeah. it's a moving puzzle. It's a move, which is fine. I mean, it, to me, I, it makes it interesting because it's not just here. You know, we're done and don't touch it again. Yeah. You've got to monitor it. And what do we do? Yeah, do we need to, sure. you know, make tweaks along the way? So, so let's go to number three here, and that's fairly similar to inflation. It's medical costs increasing. They right. typically outpace normal inflation as well. Yeah, and personally, when we're planning and putting a strategy together, we use a higher level of a, a cost of living or inflation on medical. I mean, it's just. It's what it does. I mean, college is the same way. If college is a part of your plan you're trying to build in, don't use normal inflation. Understand what that looks like because <laughs> right. it's it is not normal, you know, standard inflation. I mean, it, yeah. it's a, a lot higher number. And you, you better plan for these err on err on the, the more conservative side, you know, on a higher level of inflation assumption on those so that you're protected. So and we're talking about, you know, having an incomplete plan here. So right. You can get these things addressed. You just have to really sit down and work with a professional who has got experience in looking at right. and stress testing and future proofing mm -hmm. to some degree, if you want to use that word. Yep. Uh, some of the things that can happen, you can't really totally future proof everything, but at least you can stress test it for various scenarios, right? Right, right. Uh, like tax increases, which is number four on my list, right? Yep. So 
we already said we've said a minute many times and people know most people know this they're going back to what they were which is a higher rate in right. 26 if they do nothing right they don't have to all congress has to do is nothing you know and, and it'll go and off. they I love mean, that <laughs> that's right and they're pretty good at that so i mean yeah doing nothing it, it's going to happen right and beyond that just the reality is it has to go up at some point you know and probably pretty substantially i mean there's just too many arguments Otherwise, if you look at the deficit and, you know, where we're at today, tax rates, I mean, there's so many different factors that play into this with um, where we're at that it has to increase over time. Yeah. So those tax deferred assets, the IRAs, 401ks, I mean, you're highly at risk, you know, and that's the challenge with those is taxes get determined at the point the money comes out. So I don't know what that tax cost is today. Right. Well, you, well, I mean, we know what tax rates are today. Right. But that, yeah, that doesn't really mean anything when you're looking no. at the tax rate or cost inside that, you know, I always liken it to being a variable mortgage, right? Okay. The challenge is, is that it's a variable mortgage that we don't know what that rate's going to be when yeah, we pull yeah. it out. You know, I mean, it's, it's, there's no limit. There's no cap on it. You know I mean? It's, it is whatever the IRS Congress determines that they need to make this math work at some point. So, I mean, that, that is the risk of having too much money in that tax deferred bucket is you're highly exposed to the potential of long-term future tax increases. Well, and that plays right into five because, and again, they, you can see folks, I mean, everything all works together because yep. um, having too much money in that tax deferred bucket leads you to being dealing with an RMD that, you know, ha- how many clients are like, I got to take money out and I don't want to, why are they making me, you know, all that yep. good stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, that just becomes this ever compounding tax problem because oftentimes I'll see clients that without planning, you know, if you get to the point of RMDs, you get the, the privilege, so to speak, of taking this money out. That was the agreement you made with the IRS. You can defer it until a certain point, but now it has to come out. It doesn't matter if you need it, you pay tax. You don't really need the money out of the market anyway. So you reinvest it back in a taxable or, you know, brokerage account. Think of it that right. way. Yeah. Now it's generating interest dividends and capital gains outside of a tax deferred vehicle and you get to do it again next year, you know? So, I mean, it, it's one of these compounding ever increasing tax problems, unless you address it early, understand what that looks like, you know, start repositioning some of those tax deferred assets out today, getting yeah. them into tax free. So, and, and that plays back to the, the point of, of the prior one with the taxes, because we know the tax rates now. So right. if you are doing some conversions, this is Roth conversions we're talking about, then you're yep. removing it from that tax deferred bucket mm-hmm. and you're paying the tax rates now right. versus maybe deciding, let's say in 10, let's say you're 20 years down, down the line from needing an RMD, but in 10 years, the tax rates are double just to be shocking right right well now you got to do rmds at double you know or or double the rate double the rate yeah so you know so being efficient the devil that we know i suppose right being efficient yeah it's it's the certainty i I always liken it to money in that bucket is there's a lot of uncertainty that we really can't hedge against long term yeah there you go short of lessening that bucket you know the, the smaller we can make it get the rmds down to a manageable point now we're we're in a much better tax position long-term because we prepaid the taxes. It's you know, back to the mortgage scenario. Buying out that mortgage today at a known rate, we're done. It's it's kind yeah. of off the books. You know, and that's challenge with people in doing conversions. They're always like, well, but I have less money. Yeah, you do, but you never it was never your money to begin with, you know. And that's you like to look at an IRA statement and think, oh, I've got a million bucks. That's awesome. Well, yeah, yeah but you don't. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a mortgage. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Sam has some. 
Yeah, they've got a they've got a vested interest, and yeah. and um, there's no cap on what that amount could be. So. Yep, and that's and that's why they keep making these changes. So, yep. uh, talking about longevity, and again, we're talking about the incomplete plan. So, right. having some of these things, you may have some of these things checked off. You may have quite a few of them. You may have none of them, right? right. So it's probably, but the one that probably pops up on most people's list, uh, besides from not taking care of the first one, which was that sequence of returns risk, mm-hmm. is long term care. Most of us yeah. just don't want to face it. We just don't want to deal with it. It's incredibly expensive yes. or whatever the case is. So we have no strategy whatsoever for long-term care. Right. And I mean, it's, so it's part of our strategy. It's a stress test. We do at the end. I mean, we plan, plan for the best, prepare for the worst, you know, kind of scenario. So we want to run the math, make sure everything works good if we don't have that type of an event. But the likelihood is we're going to, you know, I mean, the, for that 65 year old couple today, there is a high probability one of them is going to need long term care for some period of time. Yep. It could be two years, could be three years, could be eight years, could be five years. I mean, yep. it, you know, you get it, it depends on the type. I mean, if it's more memory, dementia, those kind of needs, I mean, that that is a very expensive, longer typically yep. care. Yeah, I think the average on that is like seven to eight. Yeah. The average long term care events, just two or three. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, don't, don't ignore it. Understand the risk upfront, you know, look at strategies. How do I hedge against it? There's a lot of ways around it, you know, different types of insurances you could buy, even just positioning assets, have a plan for it though. So you're not pushing that on the kids too. I mean, cause that's the other non-financial aspect to understand is you want to have something in place so that when you get to that point, all of a sudden your kids aren't scrambling, scrambling, trying to figure out, well, how, how are we going to take care of mom and dad? You know, oh, yeah. everyone's working full-time who has to, you know, not work or yeah. you know, one of the, one of the kids is in town the other ones are out of town. So the one in town gets the responsibility of, I mean, it's just, that'd be me. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's, it's just a lot of things to plan for and think about, yeah. right. You don't, you don't want to put that stress on the family relationships later on. If you can strategize today to get a, a yeah. plan set up to say, this is, what we've done to take care of that. And the first step is truly just talking about it, right? Absolutely. Because most people just won't even go that far, you right. know? So you've got to talk about it and then talk with, about it with, talk about it with your family, but then talk about it with a professional as well and figure out what options you may have before you, right. uh, before you just totally shut down, right? Most people just, you Google something and you go, oh my God, it's going to be crazy expensive or whatever. And you just shut down. Don't do that, right? That's why. No, you- yeah. Have the discussion, know what it's going to be, and then look at options because there there are a lot of options out there on how you can handle this today. You yeah, know, so absolutely. it's not not like it used to be. Don't don't listen to Mister Google. You know, <laughs> get get enough information to be somewhat knowledgeable on it, but then let's have a good discussion on what it looks like and, and some yeah. options to help help hedge against it. So. You know, I feel like that Google might have missed an opportunity. I know they had some some tough launching with their new AI thing to combat with this chat GPT. Chat G- yeah, yeah. It's been a crazy uh, world. They, they should I think they should have they should cop they should reach out to you and go with Mr. Google. Mr. Google. Uh, <laughs> that could be the assistant that talks to you, right? You know, that helps you with whatever. Um, all right, last one, Phil. How to sure. pass assets on smoothly, efficiently? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, so let's say you've checked a lot of these boxes off. Great, fantastic. Are you leaving your your heirs something? You know, and are you leaving to them tax efficiently, or are you just like, here you go? Right, and I mean, so that's a discussion that that you need to have between you and your spouse. You know, sure. to, is that a concern? I mean, a lot of my clients are like, hey, if there's something left, that's great. I'm not planning for anything right. to be left. But Which is gonna, awesome. It's your money you save for retirement. Do it then, efficiently at least, right. right? But yeah, if you're gonna you're gonna leave money, um, understand the tax side of it, right? Because from from a beneficiary standpoint, if they inherit money, 
Um, usually it's in their later stages of their career, you know, or early retirement, probably their peak tax brackets. Um, and all of a sudden they're getting forced to take money out of that IRA over a 10 year period. It can be devastating from a tax standpoint. And I mean, I understand, yeah, leave it to the kids. It's their problem, but who would you rather have, have the money, right? Do you want the IRS to get the money or do you want the kids to get the money? Yeah. That's the kicker. There's a more efficient way to to do it, you know? So let's run the math, understand that. Yeah. You don't like paying taxes early. I get it. You know, but if, if it makes more efficient transfer of assets, long-term consider it Yeah. at the end of the day, like I tell my clients every time, I'll give you the math. I'll run the numbers on it. It's your plan, not mine. My goal is to give you the information so you can make that informed decision. Beyond that, it's, uh, it doesn't matter to me what you do. I've done my job in, in giving you the information to make a good decision. So there don't go. go into it blindly. So that you can have a complete plan and not a, a complete, complete plan. plan. Yep. That's right. So these are some items to think about. So if you might have some of these uh, on your list, then you may have an incomplete financial strategy for the future. So if you need some help, reach out to Phil. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, if you're watching this in video form, you can see where the links are at and everything in mm-hmm. the phone number. But it's 248-888-7530 for those checking it out in audio form. 248-888-7530 or stop by philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. And Phil, I'll see you next time, my friend. Thank you so All right. much. You guys have a, yep, have a great week. We'll catch you later here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Phil? Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.